In the year 1831, biologist Charles Darwin began a faithful journey on the HMS Beagle. On that journey, Darwin formulated the controversial theory of evolution which has impacted society down to this day. Our goal is to punch holes in that theory, so we'd like to welcome you to Sink the Beagle. Fire one, Captain! Good shot, John. You are improving with age. I get better and better with more practice, Stan, especially with these smart bombs. (laughs) I am Stan Hudson. And I'm John Kurlinski. We'd like to welcome you to another fun-filled episode of Sink the the Beagle. Beagle. A very lighthearted look at the very serious, uh, (laughs) unlight issues of creation evolution, where we came from and where we're going, which is really... The topic of our show today. We are talking about protology and eschatology. And first we'll begin with protology. Protology. I just had my exam not too long ago and did really well. We're not talking about the gloves, Stan. Oh. Well, oops. Protology. My bad. My bad. Okay. What (laughs) what are we talking about then? Protology means the study of the beginning and eschatology is another Fun filled word talking about the study of the end. The end. The beginning and the end. The Genesis and Revelation? Yes, they are related, you know. Ah. Matter of fact, if a serious Bible student or not so serious, a casual observer might want to look at their Bible and observe this for themselves. If you go to your Bible, to the book of Genesis, you'll find a couple chapters. First three chapters, you have the beginning of the world, the creation. It's very good. And you have this thing called the fall. First two chapters, a perfect First world. Perfect world. The third and then chapter. The third chapter is where the world uh, has sin enter it. And sin enters the world. And corrupts comes it. Comes through the door and makes a mess of things. It does. But if you go to your Bible and you go to the end of the Bible, the other end of the book Revelation. Book of Revelation. And you go to the 20th chapter, which is a third from the end, you discover a place where sin exits the world. The exit, the book of endings, ends sin. In the chapter, in the third chapter from the end. And then the next two chapters? Next two chapters, you have a recreation, a restoration of a, of a perfect world again. So you, the book begins really good. It ends really good. And then there's this mess in between. The mess in between. <laughs> and that's where we are right now. <laughs> right in, now in right the mess. In the mess. In more ways than one. No. Okay. Now, why is it important that we compare the beginning with the end? Why Genesis, Revelation? Is there a tie? Is there an importance in understanding the two together? Well, there is. And there's actually an importance of believing that both are real. If you, because some people don't like that, especially evolutionists or what we would even call theistic evolutionists, progressive Mm -hmm. creationists, like to kind of diminish those early chapters of Genesis. Genesis 1 1 through 11 11 in particular. And also verses 1 and 2 is kind of a, chapters 1 and 2 is kind of a myth or kind of a thing. But if you do not have a proper understanding of beginnings, how can you ever believe in the proper understanding of the endings? There's a lot of Christians out there, Stan, who I think just like to pick and choose. Pick and choose. Pick and choose. Well, if you pick and choose in God's Word, I suppose you might get yourself to the place where you'd look at something even as sacred as the Ten Commandments and pick and choose, uh, let's say, the nine top ones or something and forget the top nine and say, yeah, yeah, let's, let's vote on these. And, uh, yeah, okay, well, I, okay, and, and suddenly, and if you, let's say you, you don't keep Sabbath, let's, you, you forget Sabbath, you don't remember Sabbath, what are you telling God? You're telling God that your revealed ways 
what you've asked us to do aren't really important. I think I can kind of handle this one for myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, I think I'll be my own God. Okay. If you decide what's true, if you're above God's word, you are kind of taking that position. Okay. So back to Genesis revelation, you, you are saying that those who have a tendency to mythologize the first few chapters of Genesis might have a similar tendency to look at Revelation, or why shouldn't they, anyway? Well, they, I think it's more or less why shouldn't they. they okay. uh, often there are many believers who believe that God's going to come one day, either and some things are wrong in how he's going to mm-hmm. come, but they believe he's going to come and recreate a new heavens and new earth. That's what the Bible declares. It's a hope of and mankind. It's a hope of mankind. If it isn't, we're all most miserable for believing anything. Yep. But... My question to these types of thinking is saying, yet they want to minimalize Genesis, especially the first 11 chapters, especially chapters 1 and 2. If you minimalize Genesis 1 and 2 and say, you know, I don't believe in that miracle that God spoke and it was, that God declared Mm -hmm. it and it stood fast and Mm -hmm. it was very good. Mm -hmm. I don't really believe that it happened exactly like it says or in any way, shape, manner, or form. It took millions of years in evolution. Billions, billions of years. Billions of years and these little critters kind of oozed up out of the gunk in the pool upon one day. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of started to, you know, flap around and put arms and legs and feathers and tails. and, And here we are. Here we are. The acme of evolution. The acme, yes. The whole point is that some people believe in that theory that see no divergence between the creation story, which is a supernatural story, as we've been talking about in recent weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't they 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 see no uh, compatibility between that story and the evolutionary story. So they choose evolution in that part. Mm-hmm. But yet they still want to believe in God because they're kind of scared that without that thought, their life is kind of meaningless. And they may even believe in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is they have no trouble picking a miracle of incarnation and resurrection. And science wouldn't exactly feel and, great about those things, uh, would I think, they? I think that science kind of goes, oh, ah, ah, I don't like those either. Oh, ooh, mm-hmm. oh, ouch, ouch. <laughs> those, those hurt my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Miracles are tough on science. So. So you're no, saying it's, just just those miracles those, are tough. Their their miracles have, they have no problem with their miracles. Well, Shazam! And there was life in that there pond, <laughs> and, and out it crawled, and here we are. Okay, well, all right. So back to to Revelation. So you're saying then that it's an inconsistent position for some to take that Genesis was myth mostly. Mm-hmm. But revelation is fact, mostly. Mostly fact, yes. And it will occur at certain times and that eventually God will do what he says he's going to do. It's sort of like they have a little later evidence, you know, it's post-Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, so they can't really get rid of it if they believe in Jesus. And, they, mm-hmm. and most, a lot of theistic evolutionists believe that salvation is through Jesus Christ. New Testament Christians, is that what you're saying? Yeah, we're kind of looking at the NT, NT Christians. Well, okay, so... Um, so there's an inconsistency here, you think. Now, if you want to really, you're talking about the bookends of the Bible, mm-hmm. the first few chapters and the last few. Genesis is nothing if it is not the book of beginnings, the mm-hmm. book of where things originated. All that we see, mankind, the world, uh, sin, death, uh, all these different issues that we see start Babylon, Israel, uh, God's special people, suffering, and so on. All this stuff is begun in Genesis including mm-hmm. the plan of salvation even is revealed in Genesis. But in the book of Revelation, you have all the endings of these kinds of things or how things end up. Yeah. And how can you be consistent and say, I believe in the endings. I believe in how these things end up. But you don't believe on how they began. How they began. That, or the issues originally is were there. 
And another thought when you uh, look at why did God give us Genesis? He gave us revelation to give us hope and to give us security about our future. But I believe he gave us Genesis to give us security and faith that our past was good. Okay. He gave, In other words, who was there when God, you know, he asked the question in Scripture, were you there when I made Pleiades? Mm-hmm. Were you there yeah. when I Enjoy. spoke, uh-huh. when I when I speak these things? And Where were you? Mm-hmm. In other words, no one was there as an eyewitness, as an empirical witness outside somehow observing God creating, but God let us know that he did it. An eyewitness God, uh, counts are the best. And, and so God said, I was there, mm-hmm. I did it. I did it this way. I spoke and it was. And I'm wanting you to know so you can feel, have, have faith and security that you are not an accident, that you do have a beginning. And your beginning is with me. Okay. I am a creator God. Well, let me, let me take a, a little peek at scripture on this, John. Because we have a I torpedo th- text. A yeah. torpedo text to help sink the beagle. Darwin's it's, false beginning story. <laughs> this is again from Isaiah. We've been getting a lot of torpedo texts from Isaiah lately. From chapter 46, starting in verse 9, remember the former things of old. Ah, remember the beginnings? Yeah, God asked us to. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. God says, hey, remember I was back there. Mm -hmm. I made these things. I made you. Mm -hmm. You're important to me. Then he also says, not only that, this text says, you want to know something? I'll even tell you, but what's going to happen? Yes, and my counsel stands. It doesn't change. It doesn't alter. What I say, you can take to the bank. This is how your end will be. And it's a happy ending. I looked at Revelation. It's a good it's ending. It's a good ending. If you get beyond chapter 20. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed are those that have part in Revelation, Revelation 21. 21. <laughs> <laughs> those who end up in the end of chapter 20, end up in the lake of fire. It's not a good place to end. Yeah, that's right. Reminds me of a cartoon, John, mm. where uh, the fellow is looking with a fortune teller into a crystal ball and it says... In the side of the cartoon, it says uh, um, bad news about the afterlife. And, and the crystal ball uh, fortune teller is looking at it and she says, bring marshmallows. <laughs> bring marshmallows. <laughs> Disturbing news about Disturbing. the afterlife. Well, afterlife. yeah, it's going to be a hot one. It's going to be a hot, hot one. Hot and quick. Hot and quick, in fact. Yes, yes, not hot and long. Yeah, that's another thing, too. The people who like long age. Some some of the same people who believe in theistic evolution also believe in long age afterlife when That's, the Bible says you're no more. Your ashes under the feet. You don't exist. Yes, and we will spend a, an upcoming Sink the Beagle on that topic uh, when we talk about volcanoes in Scripture. And believe it or not, there are a number of references. We'll talk about that and how it affected early man's thinking about his future. His, uh, ooh, a little oh, bit oh, of Revelation oh, 20 oh. there. <laughs> <laughs> bring marshmallows. Yes. But the whole point is that God is revealing himself. And he doesn't want us to pick and choose our miracles. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want us to make up our myths. He says, I have a true story. I am the God who declares it. Mm-hmm. You can trust in it. Remember it. Don't forget it. You were made specially for me. You were made for relationship with me. I also have a future and a hope that you might have a future and a hope. You know, of mm-hmm. all things, you know, we do funerals, Stan. Yeah. Now and then. And one thing that I always marvel at is people that have, you know, a relationship with this eternal being who believe that they were, they're not accidents of the universe also believe that they don't, they don't mourn. They don't cry like those who are basically have no belief in the supernatural, no belief in the, the, the 
truth of the Bible. We just did a funeral for a real dear old saint here just a, a week or so ago, and uh, she she was a worker for God. She did Bible studies, and she did things for the poor, and she lived to be in her mid-80s, and this dear saint went to sleep in the Lord, and it was the, the funeral had this hope about her. It was is very much a, a light a look back at a wonderful life, and everyone had no doubt about her future. Everyone felt calm and at peace with that. Now, you compare that to some of the funerals you and I have been to or done, where, where it's less certain. And, less and, certain, and yeah. Way less certain in some cases. And and there's a darkness, a and, depression. And, and, and the people who are mourning those, maybe they themselves aren't in a very close relationship with truth or with Scripture or with God, mm-hmm. and they have a very heaviness about them. A, their loved one is gone. B, they're never going to see them again. And C, they don't have any hope that there's an ending, a good ending. That's right. This this world is all there is. Get used to it. The cold, hard fate of reality. There is no joy in this journey. So, John, you and I, as firm, Bible-believing, Bible-thumping creationists, believe that it matters that you believe in Genesis because it is foundational to understanding and believing revelation. You can't have one without the other. They're bookends. They are bookends. And the neat part of the book, the middle part of the book, really, it's not middle as far as the, uh, t- uh, the proportion proportional or... middle, mm-hmm. but the middle of the scripture is found on a hill where the creator becomes a creature mm-hmm. and redeems all that is all that has gone wrong because of the fall, the sin. He's undoing the fall in himself. He embraces it all. And this great God, this the, the Savior, comes and ends this thing called sin. That's right. Redemption leads to restoration. And the restoration of Revelation is true because God said it. He declared the end from, from the, the beginning. beginning. And uh, you can, listener, you can put your faith and your trust in that, that the God who wrote Revelation is the same God who wrote Genesis. Thanks for listening to Sync the Beagle. If you have comments, questions, or requests for Dr. John or Dr. Stan, you can email them at hudaho at mindspring.com. That's hudaho, H-U-D-A-H-O, at mindspring.com. Be sure to listen in next time to Sync the Beagle. Join us here each week, my friends. You're sure to get a smile. From seven stranded castaways here on Gilligan's Isle.